0: A M E M, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor One A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open. 877 Dave 007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar. Day.
1: Well, I'm almost recovered from my upper respiratory infection bronchitis, and I am just about recovered from all the Super Bowl Sunday festivities. The Chiefs defeat the San Francisco Riceroni 49ers. I'll get to that in just a little bit. A lot to get to today. Hard to believe that we are just about a week away from valentine's day so in the second hour we'll be joined by noted author laura corn laura licious author of 101 nights of great romance 101 nights of great sex we'll be talking about valentine's day which is of course the super bowl for dames we have regular super bowl followed by the super bowl for dames we'll give you all the guidance and advice you need Long Ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw Nancy Pelosi. Nasty Nancy, putrid Pelosi. Screw the Dems. And as always, your five star global general and alpha male in chief coming to you from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City. I am locked. Loaded, two hours of alpha male broadcast pleasure maneuvers coming your way.
0: This this is a Cigar Dave's News Bulletin.
1: As you all know, cigars have been under attack, oh, at least by the FDA going back 10-plus years. The cigar industry has been fighting with the FDA. The FDA probably four or five years ago deemed that cigars would be overseen by their regulations as part of the Family Smoking Tobacco Act that the Obama administration and the Dems, the taxocrats, passed a number of years ago. So the industry has been fighting with the FDA on numerous fronts, on, on the warning label front. They've wanted, the FDA's wanted big warning labels not only on packaging, but on all advertising, going back where you've got to schedule it out over a year in advance. They've wanted to tax various cigars. They've wanted to basically take cigars and test every single size, shape, for all sorts of chemical components, and that would add tons of costs. If you had a cigar that was not out by a certain date, Then it was not deemed to be grandfathered and you'd have to submit an application to the FDA. Bureaucratic BS to the max. All bureaucrats all the time, led by Mitch Zealot-Zeller, who heads the FDA Tobacco Control Division. Now, you would think under the Trump administration, they would say, "Enough, enough is enough already. But it doesn't work that way. And the reason it doesn't is because we have these entrenched bureaucrats that believe that they have the divine and sole right to dictate legislative policy. When they don't, they're an unelected bureaucracy. I don't care who the president is. Taxocrat, Republican, Independent, makes no difference. Unfortunately, in Washington, we have this giant, huge, entrenched bureaucracy, and it seems that no president and Congress can't even get rid of it. And that is a huge problem. When President Trump says we need to drain the swamp, drain the bureaucrats first. That would be a very good step. So the FDA has been battling, the cigar industry has been battling the FDA. There have been numerous lawsuits filed by a number of parties. This past week, U.S. District Court Judge Amit Mehta ruled in favor of the premium cigar industry in one of the lawsuits that the cigar industry, the Cigar Association of America, the Cigar Rights of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, now known as the Premium Cigar Association, and even some retailers in Texas. and Fuego Tobacco Shop, as well as some other uh, distributors and retailers in Texas, brought suit against the FDA. And one of the items they brought suit against was the FDA's warning requirements or requirements to put giant warning labels on cigars and cigar boxes, cigar advertising. Let's go back. Before we tell you about this decision, let's go back. July 2018, one and a half years ago, Judge Mehta ruled at the time to indefinitely delay the implementation of cigar warning labels, invalidating the FDA's August 8, 2018 requirement that would have required warning labels on all cigar boxes and advertising. So he essentially gave an indefinite stay, an indefinite delay until he could look at the case in detail. Because remember, the FDA immediately came out and said, "Okay, here are all these new requirements. And amongst them, you have to come out with testing, there is going to be user fees, more taxes on you to enjoy cigars, to fund the bureaucracy. And then there would have been an August 8, 2018, warning label deadline. Judge Made at the time said, I'm going to indefinitely delay that. So he does. That brings us to this week, where Judge Maid ruled that the lawsuit filed by the Cigar Association the IPCPR, the CRA against the FDA, he basically came out and said that the warning label requirement is nixed. Now, these warning label requirements would have required cigar boxes to have warning labels affixed to at least two, what they call, and I'm using in quotes here, principal panels of the box. And that was translated to primarily the top lid and the front side. Additionally, all advertising, broadcast, internet, print would have required warning labels, warning messages that covered 20% of the advertising space or the advertising time. And here's the other kicker. The FDA wanted cigar companies to submit warning label plans on a quarter-by-quarter basis 12 months in advance. Meaning companies would have to basically have their advertising campaigns created a year in advance before they were even set to be displayed or even launch a product, which is ridiculous. It's absurd. In many cases, a manufacturer will come out with a product or they will create a campaign around a certain event, a certain product, whatever the case may be, and it may only be two, three, four weeks until they actually create the campaign, the advertisement the campaign, whatever the case, case is. But again, the FDA has these ridiculous bureaucratic requirements. And we all know that as cigar connoisseurs, one of the, the just most wonderful parts about being a cigar connoisseur is the fact that when you look at cigar boxes, when you look at cigar bands, they are creative works of art. This isn't like buying just some packaged good. There is a a tremendous amount of creativity, amount of art, amount of design that goes into this element. This isn't something recent. Cigar boxes have always been known for their incredible artwork, their elaborate detail, going back over 100 years. Look at cigar boxes from the late 1800s, from the early 1900s. They are intricate works of art. The cigar band is a work of art. Nobody just slaps a plain brown or black band with white or black typing on it that says Monte Cristo or Arturo Fuente or Rocky Patel or Padrone. The manufacturers take great pride in the cigar artwork that goes on the band, that goes on the box. This isn't just an afterthought. In many cases, the cigar band, the cigar box, the design, the logo, the artwork will take over a year, sometimes two, three years, to properly design. So as cigar connoisseurs, the last thing we want to see is what we see in Canada and other countries, where it's just a generic box with giant warning labels. And in Canada's case, the cigar band consists of basically a brown or a black band with white text on it that's it. Ugly, ugly, ugly. So that brings us to this week. Judge Mehta ruled on the lawsuit and he evaluated claims of preclusion. What does that mean? Well, in short, basically the FDA in their response to the Texas lawsuit, they said that the Texas lawsuit was not valid because the plaintiffs all had ties to the plaintiffs of the lawsuit that was filed in Washington, DC by the Cigar Rights of America, the IPCPR, and the Cigar Association of America. Now, the FDA has tried to use that argument to get the Texas lawsuit, which uh, really deals with how premium cigars should be regulated differently than mass market cigars. But he denied the FDA's claims, and he summarized the cigar industry's challenges, three items, basically. Number one, he looked at the warning labels and the 12-month process by which they must be submitted and approved. The, The cigar manufacturers said that violates their First Amendment rights. That was the first item that the judge had to look at. The second item he had to look at that the cigar manufacturers brought up was that the FDA's warning label plan was arbitrary, was capricious, and violated the uh, APA, the Administrative Procedure Act, a law that dictates how agencies like the FDA come up with rules and how they enforce rules. Had to look at that. And then he had to look at the argument that because the law was not signed by the person with the right title, the entire law should be thrown out. So, Judge Maynard had to look at all three arguments. In the first, basically he threw that out. He said, "Now that doesn't violate the warning labels and the 12-month process does not violate the First Amendment right of the cigar manufacturers. He threw out the third, saying, okay, it may have been somebody with the wrong title, but that in and of itself isn't enough. But Judge Maida ruled in favor of the second claim that said the FDA's warning label plan was arbitrary, was capricious, and violated the Administrative Procedure Act. And he said that the FDA's rulemaking was not the product of reasoned decision-making, therefore it violates the APA. He also argued that the FDA's decision, going back a number of years, to consider whether premium cigars should be exempted from any deeming regulations, something that was included in what they call the Option 1, Option 2 choice in 2014, where Option 1 cigars would be totally Uh, I I believe it was option one or two. One of the two options was cigars would be totally uh, excluded from any regulation, premium cigars. And the second was a premium cigar was defined, I think, as a cigar that was over $10. But the mere fact that the FDA looked at it, the judge said that the agency at the time understood that premium cigars are different than mass-market cigars. So the judge chastised the FDA not only for their lack of evidence, not only for their arguments in regards to the health dangers of premium cigars, but also said that the FDA was throwing off inconsistent signs whether the agency even wants to continue regulating premium cigars. Because a number of weeks ago, I think within a month or so, the FDA said that premium cigars are in the bottom of the totem pole. Vaping, cigarettes, those are... The areas that they wanted to focus on. I mean, the FDA basically comes out and says, "Yeah, we still have the law, but it's we're not really, you know, spending time on it. It's really the the lowest priority on our list." Now, the judge's decision will now force the FDA to define what constitutes a premium cigar. Very important. What is a premium cigar? The industry has stated primarily a premium cigar contains. Long filler. There is no homogenized tobacco leaf. It contains long fillers, meaning it is long filled, and it is hand rolled or hand finished, meaning the wrapper is placed on by hand. And that was put in because the J.C. Newman factory, which does use some long filler, they roll long, or they, they, they have machine made cigars that use long filled tobacco, but the wrapper is placed on finished by hand where they actually have to place the wrapper on the machine and it's it is a tobacco leaf it's not homogenized tobacco they put it on that would allow the JC Newman factory the last remaining really large cigar factory in the cigar city of Tampa to continue operating and making cigars that are defined as premium cigars does the FDA put a price do they say well premium cigars will be considered anything over ten dollars wholesale or fifteen or twenty dollars retail So these are all very important questions. But the FDA itself described them as relatively expensive, large hand-rolled cigars that do not have flavors. No fruit flavors, no, no blueberry, no cotton candy, no mint, no vanilla. So these are important items that have to be looked at. The FDA can appeal this ruling don't know whether they will i have a feeling the justice department will sit down with the fda saying this is low priority we really don't want to focus on this so let's kick out the label and in fact the fda may come out and say because there's been a lot of congressional pressure on the fda to exclude premium cigars from deeming regulations and from all these 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 requirements of testing the cigars and from from registering the cigars and getting the ingredients improved. And all the ingredients are is really just natural tobacco. But it would cost the industry huge amounts of money, and more importantly, it would be humongous bureaucratic delays and paperwork that every manufacturer would have to endure. So we're at a very important crossroads. Does the FDA, knowing that they've got a vaping issue and a vaping problem, do they look and say, Cigars are, premium cigars are enjoyed by adults. They're not consumed by children. They're not marketed to children. Children don't buy five, dollars cigars. Do we look and say we don't have a health issue, we don't have major issues that need to be addressed compared to vaping and cigarette, and that premium cigars are smoked entirely differently than cigarettes or vaping? We know that we as cigar connoisseurs do not smoke cigars for the nicotine content. Here's a perfect case in point. It has been exactly one month, four weeks, since I came down with an upper respiratory infection, which turned into bronchitis, which turned into some junk in my lungs that I am finally getting rid of because I was put on antibiotics earlier this week. Because my viral infection turned into a bacterial infection in my lungs. I have not had a cigar for four weeks. I have not desired a cigar for four weeks. Why? Well, number one, the last thing I want to do is exacerbate my bronchitis or any junk in my lungs, even though I don't inhale cigars. but The last thing I want to do is be around cigar smoke or any type of smoke. In fact, I've been into the Davidoff store to go see Tommy D. once in the last four weeks, which is unusual. I'm normally there umpteen times, sometimes several times a day because they are so close to the studios and executive offices of the Alpha Male Entertainment Network and Command Center Alpha. I've been in there once, just for a few minutes. So the last thing I want to do is exacerbate any cough that I have. I want to get rid of this thing. Second thing is, why why don't I have an urge to smoke a cigar? Because I'm not addicted to nicotine. I don't smoke cigars for nicotine. You don't smoke cigars for nicotine. We smoke cigars for the flavor, the pleasure, the aroma, the relaxation. Nobody goes out and spends $100 for a bottle of wine to get drunk. You go out and buy a top-shelf bottle of wine or a bottle of cognac because you want to enjoy and savor the experience. You want to enjoy the taste the aroma, you want to kick back, you don't buy a $100 bottle of wine to knock it down in 10 minutes. It's the same thing with a cigar. We don't buy a cigar and say, great, let me puff as hard as I can and as fast as I can so that I'm done with a cigar in five minutes. Cigars are not cigarettes. People will light a cigar, or cigarette and they'll knock that thing down in a minute because they need their nicotine fix, not cigars. The FDA knows damn well that cigars are consumed by adults. They are marketed to adults. Kids do not smoke cigars. They do not purchase premium cigars. The FDA knows this. They already know the health data, the fact that the average cigar connoisseur that smokes premium cigars may smoke one to two cigars per week. That's it. They know that premium cigar connoisseurs don't inhale. They know that premium cigar connoisseurs... Do not smoke cigars for the nicotine. You don't see cigar connoisseurs running off an airplane or or huddled outside of a building in snow or rain or thunderstorms lighting their cigar to get their cigar fix in the middle of the day. doesn't happen. The FDA knows this. The FDA knows it. They know there's been pressure on them. And the reality is... The FDA has much bigger fish to fry as evidenced by the vaping issues and the vaping epidemic and the vaping lung issues and health issues that have come up the last six months. They've had, never had those issues with cigars. They've been talking about regulating cigars now for five years. There's enough pressure in the courts, in Congress, even from the executive branch to say enough's enough. We do not need to regulate premium cigars. Let us hope that the FDA, after this loss, let us hope they will all regroup and say, you know what, we've wasted our time on on deeming regulations for premium cigars, let's end it. Now, there are other lawsuits that are, or parts of the lawsuit still, that are in force, that are still waiting to be heard, primarily over substantial equivalence, which is, set to launch on may 12 2020 and what that essentially means is that any cigar that is on the market or was on the market by a certain date had to show that it was substantially equivalent to any cigar going back to the initial deeming regulations which i think was like eight years ago and the cigar industry is saying that's ridiculous that is nonsense going back eight years before cigars were even deemed i have a feeling the FDA is going to lose that case as well. So we will keep an eye on things, but good news. The cigars that we love, the cigar boxes we love, and the cigar bands that we love, and the artwork we so much appreciate, they will not be touched or ruined by the FDA.
0: You need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. quenching libationary
1: maneuvers. No cigar litation for me. This is now the fourth show, fourth week in a row, that I've not had any cigar or cigar litation. And the reason is simple. Got to get rid of this upper respiratory infection almost gone. The bronchitis. Want to make sure it's fully gone before I properly enjoy a cigar. However, libation's good for the throat. In fact, I've selected... Even though I can't have uh, cigars or I'm not not that I can't but I'm choosing not to have a cigar until I fully have recovered. But I've got something that has cigar significance. First up, I'm going to be enjoying a cognac. I talked about cognac in the first part of the show. What is cognac? It is a variety of brandy that is named after a region in France, the Cognac region of France surrounding are surrounded by a wine a wine, the wine growing region that grows white grapes. And cognac production, very interesting. Cognac must be distilled twice and aged at least two years in French oak barrels from limousine or français. Cognac matures the same way as wine or whiskies. And when we think about cognac, people don't realize that. Cognac is from grapes. Again, you can distill anything. You can have, you can use whether it is for whiskey, whether it's barley, whether it is bourbon, it is corn, you can use rye, anything that grows, you can certainly ferment and eventually distill. The white wine used in making cognac is a very dry, acidic, very thin grape, virtually undrinkable, but it's excellent for distillation and aging. And I've selected a very unique Cognac from a very unique House of Cognac. It is from the House of Hein. Started fermenting Cognac in 1763, the House of Hine. 250 plus years of creating excellent Cognac. Thomas Hein and Company. And one of the Cognacs they created 10 years ago To pair with cigars, it was a collaboration between Bernard Hine and Nicholas Freeman of Hunters and Frankow, which is the big Cuban cigar importer in the U.K. They wanted to find a perfect match between cigars and cognacs. They created the Hine XO Cigar Reserved Cognac. XO means extra old. Now, there are different types and grades of cognac. There's VS, very special. The youngest cognac has been stored at least two years in the cask. VSOP, very superior old pale, meaning the youngest brandy or the youngest cognac is stored at least four years in cask. And then there is EXO, extra old, or Napoleon, a blend which the youngest cognac stored at least six years, however, The minimum age of the youngest cognac used in the XO blend was increased in April 2018 to 10 years. So now when you have an XO, it's got to be at least 10 years. So this Hein XO is aged for at least 10 years. It's a beautiful looking cognac, nice uh, bottle. Almost looks like a wine bottle if you look at it. It has a very nice deep orange-amber hue to it. And I will pour a little bit here into my snifter, my cognac snifter. Mmm, just looking at this, a very deep amber tone on the nose. It's interesting. A little bit of woodiness, some cinnamon, almost a little tobacco as well. All right, let me swirl this around and let me say cheers. Mmm. Ooh. Wow. Some very nice warmth. Mmm. Mmm. Little honey-like flavor. Some spiciness. Wow. Some very nice warmth on the way down. Very pleasant. Now, this is not an inexpensive cognac. About $145. Suggested retail. So, not the kind of cognac you would have every day, but for special occasions with a special cigar. And this would go beautifully with a medium-bodied or full-flavored cigar, especially a Maduro. Take another sip. Absolutely delightful. All right, my Hein Exo Cigar Reserve Cognac, front and center here. And I've got a full bottle here, but I will tell you that I'm only going to use it sparingly. Again, not the type of cognac that I'm going to just pour every day. Same thing with a premium cigar. You don't go out and say, "I'm just going to smoke 10 premium cigars a day." It doesn't happen. The FDA knows this. We, as premium cigar connoisseurs, enjoy cigars in moderation. Very pleasant. All right. So now I've got my fine cognac. And by the way, if you want to try the Hein Rare and Delicate V.S.O.P., it runs about 70 bucks, 65 bucks. Also very, very good. Hein is one of those houses of cognac. You know, you think of cognac, you think of Hennessy, Remy Martin, Covassier, but you don't think of Hein. Very, very nice, very pleasant indeed. All right, last week was the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I made a prediction at the end of last week's show. So did Colonel Ange. Sergeant Steve, let's play that prediction, please. I say the Chiefs 34, the 49ers 20. Go Chiefs. Mahomes should have been the Bills quarterback. Don't get me started on that. Well, well, well. I predicted 34-20. What was the final score, Sergeant Steve, if you will, please? 31-20. Yes! 31-20. to 20. Talk about almost a dead nuts on prediction. I did cover, and I had two prop bets, by the way. Well, one prop bet I made, I, I took the Chiefs and the points. So I won outright on that. Didn't win nothing huge, but I did do a $50 prop bet that Patrick Mahomes would score the first touchdown. And basically, I figured, okay, what's the chances he's going to do that, right? And I think he paid six or 700 bucks. So not a bad day indeed, but my prediction of 34-20, damn close. Chiefs win 31-20 next year. The Super Bowl is in the Cigar City of Tampa, so it'll be easy for me to go and catch the Bills as they play the representative of the NFC in next year's Super Bowl. Now here's a question that I pose to all of you. Should the Super Bowl be moved so that we play it on Saturday. We call it Super Bowl Saturday instead of Super Bowl Sunday. And I believe it should. Because let's face it, Super Bowl Sunday now, it does. the game doesn't start till like 6.30, 6.40. It doesn't end till 11 o'clock. You've had all this food. Then you've got to wind down. And by the time you wind down, it's like 1 in the morning. And then you get up the next day and you're shot, you're toast. So I am making the novel suggestion to the national football league that they move Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday we have Super Bowl Saturday now think about this you still play it at the same time but you have all day Saturday to get ready for it now I don't watch the 28-hour pregame show I avoid that I turn it on 10 minutes before it's ready to go and that's it and the halftime show waste of time just get me the game could care less But if we move the Super Bowl to Saturday, now you have all day Saturday to prepare. You still have your day. You get ready. You have the big Super Bowl parties on Saturday. Most everybody doesn't have to go to work Sunday. You can stay up as late as you want. You can sleep in on Sunday. You have a light day Sunday. You have Sunday to recuperate. So we make it a giant party. Super Bowl Saturday. It's like a Saturday night extravaganza. Sunday you recuperate. Monday, you go back to work like nothing ever happened. I believe the time is now to move Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday. Sergeant Steve, your thoughts?
3: I would love that, but they won't do it. Why? Television.
1: But Saturday
3: me, night is the lowest-rated night of the week. Friday night, actually, I think, is Saturday's next as far uh, as television ratings.
1: Not so fast, my friend. That is correct. But remember. The Super Bowl is must-see viewing. It's kind of like a Bass Pro Shops. It is. you have it, a Bass Pro in your city, whether it's 100 miles away, you're going. It's a destination-type store. Right. Same thing with the Super Bowl. They move it to Saturday, Sergeant Steve. They won't miss a beat. Well,
3: you say that, but even a 5% drop in television ratings means a lot of money when you're dealing with 100 million people.
1: I think the viewership would go up. Because now people would plan around it. People would stay up later. But what
3: about people that have weddings or other events that they plan?
1: Sergeant Steve, weddings come secondary after the Super Bowl. If we make it a national holiday where people look and say, okay, the first Saturday of February is always Super Bowl Saturday, people could look. I plan my travel schedule around the Buffalo Bills, I do not travel. When the Bills are playing, it's that simple.
3: I told my wife when, when we decided that we were going to get married, I said, you can pick any time of the year except September, October, November, and March.
1: March Madness. Because I'm right. a
3: college football fan. That's my favorite sport. So college football months and March Madness. You can pick any other month you want. That's what I told her. She was fine with it
1: outstanding that's right well you're the alpha you run the show anyway exactly you got you got 50.1 percent of the vote so it's relatively moot
3: i believe it's more than 50.1 but
1: they're good Uh, as long as you have 50.1 as long as you have controlling interest (laughs) you you are good to go the cigar dave officers club for january has of course shipped out the alec and bradley gatekeeper i will smoke that next saturday on the show one week from today beautiful cigar Very, very, just getting great accolades. The uh, members of the Officers Club that receive them getting emails saying, General, love this cigar. Very unique. Great collaboration between Alec and Bradley Rubin and Ernesto Perez Carillo. So fabulous cigar, and we're following it up with a wonderful selection from Crown Heads. It is the Crown Heads Vertical Officers Club Sampler for February. Three cigars. First up is going to be the Crowned. Heads, Heads Jericho Hill. This is an ode to the man in black. Hello, everyone. I'm Johnny Cash. And uh, I, I tell you, the, the Crown Head Jericho Hill has a magnificent, sultry, deep, spicy, rich Mexican San Andrean Moron wrapper. It's got beautiful fillers, just a very nice medium, medium to full bodied cigar. Then we're going to offer you the Crown Heads. La Imperiosa Magicos, which is a very nice Robusto, or actually it's a Rothschild. It's, it's a, almost a mini Robusto, four and a half by 52. It's a nice, squatty little cigar. And then we cap it off with the Crown Heads Juarez OBS. Also, a collaboration between John Huber and Mike Condor of Crown Heads and Ernesto Perez Carrillo of Tabacalera. Alianza, beautiful cigar. We've got three fantastic cigars that this one also uses a Mexican San Andreas Moron wrapper. The Moron wrapper, outstanding. Fantastic. Can't get enough of it. Three great cigars coming February, coming your way, probably around February 7th, eh, 16th to the 20th, somewhere around there. If you are not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, we've got loads of great selections coming your way for the rest of 2020. So go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month. Gets you three fantastic cigars sent to you per month in a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch that you can reuse. Great way to carry your cigars. You will love these cigars. We started the year, have started the year with a great offering in January from Alec and Bradley, their Gatekeeper. And now three great cigars for February from Crown Heads, their Jericho Hill, their La Impidioso, and their Juarez. Absolutely fantastic. Second hour. Right around the corner, we've got Laura Korn, author of One Hundred and One Nights of Great Romance, One Hundred and One Nights of Great Sex that will be coming your way, our way, as we talk about Valentine's Day. Super Bowl for Dames, Super Bowl for women. It's their big night. I mean, this is like the this is their Super Bowl. So consequently, gentlemen, we're going to give you all the ideas, the tips that you need. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Remember, dames always say it's the thought that counts. So there you go. Just Pretend like you give a damn. As long as you pretend and they think that you give a damn, you'll be just fine. Whether it's for your harem of one, your harem of 32, your harem of 50, or in Willard Mitt Romney's case, his harem, I don't even know how many, how, how many wives does does Mitt even have? I mean, being that he's from Utah, how many does, does and by the way, his name is not Mitt. Nobody is named Mitt. His name is Willard Romney. Now, Mitt. Is that short for mittens? But Willard Mittens, what a vote! What a vote by What an absolute! Now all of a sudden, Willard Romney, Willard Mittens Romney, who had the the opportunity running against Ted Kennedy, murderer Massachusetts, in a Senate election, had him in the polls, but in a debate couldn't put him away. Why? Because Willard Mittens is a poussoir. Meow, meow. He's a little kitty cat. No nads. No balls. Loses to the murderer from Massachusetts, Ted Kennedy. Goes up against Barack Obama. Runs for president. First debate, has him. Second debate, that's the time to put it away. Finish it. Put the nail in the coffin. End it. Mitt doesn't have the intestinal fortitude. Doesn't have the alphaness. Didn't respond when... Candy Crowley, there was some, I can't remember, in the debate, something was brought up, and it escapes me right now, but uh, it was brought up, and Candy Crowley, it was something about terrorists, and Candy Crowley said, oh, no, 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 it, it, uh, Barack Obama's right. She was wrong, and, and Mitt just stood there. Willard Mittens just stood there, clueless. Didn't have the ability to punch back, and that's really what it boils down to. He's jealous that Donald Trump, as giant Nads of steel. when a Democrat punches Donald Trump in the nads, not only does he kick him in the nads, he kicks them right up the tuchus and then in their teeth. Mitt Willard or correction, Willard Mitten's Romney couldn't put away Barack Obama, had no nads, no balls, couldn't put away Ted Kennedy, but now all of a sudden, Willard Mittens Romney is a big shot. All of a sudden now he's going to come out with big balls and vote for the impeachment of Donald Trump on one of the counts. It's nothing more than jealousy. Romney is the same guy, same guy that founded Bain Capital. Let's talk about Bain Capital. Romney loves to talk about what God told him and that he has to do what's right in God's eyes. Gee, Mitt Willard, Willard Mittens. When Bain Capital bought all those companies over the years, levered them up, paid too much, levered those companies to the hilt, in many cases companies that had no debt, but leveraged them to the hilt, and then tanked the company, cut costs, eliminated workers, then, by then it was too late, took those companies, chapter 11, what did God tell you then? He loves to hide behind the Lord, loves to hide behind the fact that he's such a decent human being. He is full of baloney. What does it say when a guy has to move to umpteen states to get elected? Couldn't get elected in Massachusetts. Couldn't win as president. So he has to go to Utah where, I don't know, maybe he had a house, maybe he had some of his his polygamy harem. I don't know. And I don't care. But when a guy has to be a carpetbagger to move and try to win, <clears throat> and by the way, President Trump actually endorsed him and and I believe uh, campaigned for him or or came out with some tweets saying he has my full endorsement, that's how you repay the president? You're a phony. You're a fraud, Willard Mittens. You're not named Mitt. Nobody's named Mitt. Your name is Willard. So why don't you go by Willard Romney? That's your real name. So tell me, Willard Mittens, when Bain Capital was tanking all those companies, which they continue to do today, tell me, did you have such a moral soul? Were you so concerned about all those employees that got whacked because your firm went out and overpaid for a company, leveraged it to the hilt with debt unpayable that you knew from day one, but yet continue to get giant fees. And when you went Chapter 11, you at Bain Capital all came out smelling like roses. Willard Mittens Romney is full of baloney. Total, absolute, unadulterated fraud. Screw him. And I hope that the GOP remembers him in terms of his vote. And I know that Mitch McConnell came out and said, well, I still need him on the uh, the next vote. We're not going to do this or that. Bottom line, and by the way, Sergeant Steve, I know i got to take a break. I know I went a little long here. Bottom line is Mitt should be ostracized. The people of Utah recall him. Nobody's named Mitt. It's Willard Mittens Romney. No balls, no nads, but now all of a sudden, he's a big mocker. He's a zero. The Cigar Dave Officers Club has been en fuego, on fire, with marvelous selections. And we continue that trend for February. We feature a full-flavored selection of Crown Heads' unique, artisanal-quality cigars. First up, the Jericho Hill, dedicated to the man in black. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Jericho Hill the first Nicaraguan cigar from Crown Heads, it's wrapped in a Mexican San and Maduro wrapper. Rich, dark, delivers medium to full-flavored attitude. Then, we feature the La Imperiosa Buckle Up. It's a seriously full-flavored beauty. Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper ignites massive notes of pepper. And then we wrap it up with Juarez, inspired by Jericho Hill. But Juarez amps up the strength, delivering notes of spice and sweetness. per month. You get three great cigars like the Crown Heads full-flavored sampler. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officer's Club, and join the Officer's Club today. Just finishing up on Willard Mittens Romney. It seems that Mr. Perfect... Willard Mittens, was caught doing something prohibited on the Senate floor during the impeachment hearing. He was caught drinking chocolate milk out of a bottle on the Senate floor. A breach of Senate impeachment trial rules. Under the rules, senators only allowed to drink milk and water, and the beverages must be consumed out of a glass. Well, good old perfect Mitt. Drinking chocolate milk out of a bottle, a Senate aide informed Mittens he was in violation of the rules. He left the chamber, returning with the chocolate milk in a glass that was inspected and deemed to be acceptable. Well, I say that violation is unacceptable. Oh, and his wife said that chocolate milk is Mitt's guilty pleasure. What an exciting guy, that Willard Mittens. Chocolate milk. How about dames? How about cigars? How about some booze? He's a fraud. Quit, Mitt. This
0: is A-M-E-N,
1: the Alpha Male
0: Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U-S-A
1: not only do you come to me for expert advice on the alpha male lifestyle, cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, you also come to me for guidance. As your five-star global general and alpha male in chief, you seek my knowledge and you seek knowledge in many other areas, and specifically dames. We've got a very big event coming up next Friday. It is Valentine's Day. It is the Super Bowl for dames. And where else would you go for proper information? How to look like an absolute star with whether it is your harem of one, your harem of 32, or your harem of 100. You come to your alpha male in chief. This hour, a very special guest. Everything you need to know about the Super Bowl for dames Valentine's Day. It is indeed a very big day, and we have a very special guest. But as always, cue the music, cue the band, Sergeant Steve. We've got the great Johnny Mathis. Hello, I'm Johnny Mathis. Because we could not have the absolute expert when it comes to creating that proper Valentine's Day for your dame, all the expert guidance she will provide. It would not be the same unless we had Johnny Mathis to get her warmed up, to get her ready. And we are, it's just our honor as always to have luscious Laura Korn, sex coach to the stars, the author of 101 Nights of Great Sex, 101 Nights of Great Romance. She has sold millions of copy, secret sealed seductions for fun-loving couples, a new 2020 edition that promises hotter sex. Yes, hotter sexy time, my friends. Bigger surprises, I welcome. The lovely Laura Korn, front and center. Hello. Greetings, Laura. Welcome once again to the Cigar Dave Show. I think this is about the 22nd or 23rd year in a row that you have joined us for Valentine's Day. And yet every year you get younger and younger.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how that works. I have no idea and you're not going to tell. I'm going to be honest. It's just great sex.
1: Fantastic sex.
5: Oh, I, I, I mean, it used to be three R's. Do you remember? I used to have great sex, and then it just became great sex.
1: Great sex.
5: It's great Sealed sex. Sealed
1: secrets. It, anticipation. Yes. Seduction. It's not it, a book you read. It's, it's a book you do. It's you
5: do. <laughs> now appearing. Now appearing oh on a screen
1: near you. 101 you know Nights of Great sex. <laughs>
5: And I always get um, butterflies because you speak my language. In fact, guys, listen up. Uh, Dave, uh, the general, he is the king of all alphas. You are a major turn-on.
1: Oh, really?
5: Just major. I... Sergeant I Steve, mean, let's end the
1: show right now. I've got a I got to hop on uh, Alpha Army One for Los Angeles this second.
5: One of these days, I'm going to do one of these secret sealed seductions for you. Oh, really? I, you know, I want. Oh, to. Oh,
1: now you've piqued my
5: interest. Oh, I now I've piqued your interest. Not oh the no, last. Oh, you've piqued it many years. times
1: before, <laughs> Laura. Come on. Now, you know what I've sh- been
5: teasing you. I've wanted to do the Velvet Tongue number two on you for. Well, is it 22 years?
1: Velvet tongue number two. Oh, two, I cannot no, wait.
5: But by the way, um, more so now than ever.
1: Well, I'll I tell I'm you what. Just... It, is, is that like the aqua velvet tongue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically put wanna... a little aqua velvet on somewhere and you, you know, kind of go that way?
5: <laughs> and if you even want to bring your harem, that would be okay with me too.
1: Oh, now see, that the number one item that every man wants, that ladies, listen up if you want to really give your loved one the most memorable valentine's day gift ever it's very simple get your man a threesome <laughs> it's a beautiful thing
4: <laughs>
1: or what a man is going to say no to that or foursome, fivesome, some tensome you don't need no you don't need no
5: book don't <laughs> exactly. buy 101 that's a great sex just get another woman
1: <laughs> what man would not can you imagine now laura think about this for a second but woman- wait 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 yes. wait you
5: know what this is an interesting statistic. Most threesomes with women I, this is a new statistic involve another man.
1: Wait a minute you're saying so that it used to is- be
5: the lady pawn used to be the number one female sexual fantasy. Now it's leaning towards being with two men.
1: So wait a minute the number one male fantasy has got to be. I believe. Yes, but it's Valentine's Two women with Day's. one guy. So now you're saying women yes. want
5: two men. Yes. I know. Now, I, I am not in that camp. I would much prefer a woman.
1: <laughs> if you could have ten cloned of me, trust me, you'd want to ten-some with the general.
5: That would be 20, <laughs> 20 hands,
1: 20 lips, 20 everything, if you know what I mean. Well, 40 on certain. You know things. what
5: I, I, I would I'm not sure I'd want to share you the first time, though. No, but if
1: they were all the same me, if I was cloned, oh, there's just boy. so
5: much of you, though. So, much, just, to take. There's there's so much to take. There's so much to nibble on and oh. kiss and and snuggle up to and show wing. <laughs> 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 but anyway, you know, can we can we segue over to? Yes, 101 Nights of Great Sex, the 2020 edition is out. It's very exciting. I completely revamped this book. It has hotter sex. You know what? You know you're going to love this. There is more bang for the buck.
1: Oh, it's all about do the bang, Do you love sweetheart. me? It's, it's, it's about- all about the bang.
5: And it used to be about the buck with you, too.
1: <laughs> it still so- is about the buck because here's one thing that's very important. You do not have to go out and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on your woman for Valentine's Day. Many things you can do don't really require a lot of money, but you've got to be creative because let's face it, That's dames right. love Valentine's Day. This That's is right. their Super Bowl. You can't fumble the ball on this one. Nope. Dames love it. Now, what I have found, and this is especially for the harem, like the harem will say, well, General, will I be spending Valentine's Day with you? And I said, you know, it's unfair for all <laughs> the women to have to share me. Therefore, there won't be any Valentine's Day celebration. <laughs> because here's the Aww. thing. And I, No, no. I. This is very important. If you're not dating somebody seriously or it's casual, because remember, a lot of women sometimes will just try to find a guy because they don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. So this is very important. Men, I've seen this. I have, and I know from personal experience, women will come out of the woodwork like a week or two weeks before Valentine's Day just trying to start going out and dating that all of a sudden you should go out and spend mega bucks on them when you're not even really that serious. So what I found is if you're not really serious with somebody or you're not really digging somebody, or maybe they're just uh, for the bedding, not the wedding, in that case what I say is (laughs) tell them you're out of town, make yourself unavailable, because what they want is nothing more than for you to spend money on them. And I've had this happen where when I wasn't really – interested in somebody but it was like okay but nothing really serious they all would want to go out on valentine's day so this can't was, blame them can't, can't blame, blame them just make sure i was always made sure i was out of town <laughs> and it worked like a charm
5: but and by the way can i just say something guys this valentine's day billions I, I have to say this you know you're talking about being creative creative is the name of the game romance is not rational great sex is not rational and, and I'm going to explain. You know, hot sex is not really rational. You have to think outside the box in order to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm, inside the box, right? So, ha, ah, inside the box, yes. <laughs> no, That's every man's goal, inside the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do want to paint outside the box some of the times, but here we go. You know how many billions of dollars, General, is spent on candies and teddy bears and dinners? And guess what? Do you think if you walk in on Valentine's Day with some cheesy flowers that you got at the drugstore or a teddy bear, she's all of a sudden going to say, you know what? <gasps> oh you shouldn't have oh my god pin me to the sheets now i mean is that creative that's rational guys have to think irrational do something incredibly creative so that's what i want you to think about creative now what would you do irrational if you had a dame let's say we were going to go out how would you surprise me
1: well i would bring about three dames and say great (laughs) Here's the surprise. foursome, or the fivesome for tonight's surprise. Here we go. I'm thinking outside the box to get in the box.
5: <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking in a lot of boxes at no, this point. No, but I'm going to give it... Exactly. But I'm going to give it... you want to know I'm, something? To I'm get, down. Here's, here's I'm down I'm with do. it.
1: You're down with it. <laughs> I could go somewhere with that, but I will not, because this is... Oh, a, I'm down. This is not a family. This is not a family show. Who are we kidding? This is for We're Alphas who fun. have been around. Like as Al Pacino said in in uh, Scent of Woman, I've been around, you know... <laughs> Let me give you a little. Here's. I'm going to give you all give the alphas something. that are listening. Wait. I'm going to give yes. you and luscious Laura. I'm going to give you this little tip. Okay. Here is a way I've been thinking about this: how to surprise your dame. Start a few days before. Maybe you start like three days before. What you do is you go to a Chinese restaurant. Go to Pai Y, Pei Wei, whatever it is. You know they have those little those little to go containers with the little metal handle on them. And what you do is you get a whole bunch of fortune cookies and what you do is you take a tweezers you take the fortune out of the fortune cookies you then take your own for create your own little fortune so maybe you want to surprise her again it doesn't have to be a restaurant you take her to whatever but maybe you plan a some special evening or whatever but you want to get her you want to get her excited you want to get her on the moist side. You want to get her thinking, ooh, what does he have going on? So, what you do is, starting three days before, <laughs> you put a little, write something on. You know, a very special, sultry night awaits. I on like that. 214. You stick like that, that in the fortune cookie. And mm-hmm. then what you do is you put a little paper, or whatever, on the bottom, and you stick the fortune cookie, and then you just leave it on her bed or you send it to her, drop it off where she works in a bigger box. It's all you do. No other notes. Then you How many guys you
5: are going to do that? Well, listening to me. You know what? They I, will. I have, they will. I, they will. I, wait, I love you do it. You do or oh, wait, they wait, can, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. I'll, 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 I'll. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. Let, me finish. Sorry. Let me finish. Let the alpha take control. Yes, sir. And then the day bef- day before. Another little hint of maybe something you've got planned. Whatever. And maybe you spray it with a little bit of your cologne on there so you get a little bit of that scent going. And then the day before, the fortune, it says, 7 o'clock, dress, whatever, black dress, whatever the case is, be ready for pickup. And then... Bingo. She'll be like, what is going on? I have no clue. Now all of a sudden she's going to start asking questions. Remember, women like men of mystery, men of intrigue. That's why they like James Bond. James Bond was the alpha, always cool, but very mysterious. Same thing. Think James Bond, gentlemen. You are going to be James Bond. Do something where you don't necessarily have to take her to a five-star restaurant, but maybe you take her somewhere for a little cocktail. You don't have to go crazy. Give her maybe something that you're going to use later. Maybe a little nice little robe, some hot little lingerie. Give her the book 101 Nights of Great Sex. In fact, bring Laura along. Laura's for hire. Go ahead, take her along, and she'll give you guidance in the bedroom while you're do- opening everything up in case you're doing it wrong. Like if you do the velvet tongue incorrectly, Laura will step right in to show the proper way to do it. So what I say is, do these things. It doesn't require a lot of money, but it's the intrigue. Now, all of a sudden, you get in their head, and you're almost like you're, you're you're getting them thinking. And when you get a woman thinking, like, "What's he doing? I don't know what's going," then they start calling their friends. You won't believe what he just did. I got this fortune cookie, and it says this, this, and this, I, and it smells of his p- your cologne. I don't know what what's going on. And then she's going to call you and say, "Well, what do you have planned?" Again, do not very give it away. Very yes. intriguing. I don't know. Maybe maybe tomorrow you'll get another clue. And then you do the same thing, and then it gets to the point where it's so absolutely crazy, she won't know. And then when you go to pick her up, then another fortune cookie. And then you can lay out the itinerary for the evening. Doesn't have to be a fancy restaurant. Doesn't have to be a fancy gift. <clears throat> it can just be something again. Get something that's creative, that's going to be intriguing, that is not in the normal realm of how women think. You don't want the candies, the flowers, the typical restaurant. Do something that's, and here's my thing, I don't like going even out on Valentine's Day to restaurants because it's jammed with people that like go out rarely, and so you don't really enjoy it. It's almost like it's a forced type of, of meal. That's not what I want. Do something that's creative, that's unique, that ultimately gets you back in the bedroom for alpha pleasure maneuvers.
5: Now may I speak? You may. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> you know what? It, what he's trying to say and what he did say—it's all about anticipation. That's what it's about. So you can you can set up something a little simpler. Buy a calendar. Rip out the uh, uh, you know February the fourteenth. You know, draw a big red circle around it. And you can also just put the calendar on the fridge or if you're, you know, that's all you have to do. And then just say a surprise is waiting for you. Fortune cookie is better. More
1: anticipation. Oh,
5: I think so. I think that's awesome. But um, if you don't want to go to that effort, and a lot of guys don't, also another cool thing to do is buy a gift now. And uh, for those people who are not familiar with *The 101 Nights of Great Sex, would you like to describe the book? Because basically, there are 101 sealed envelopes in 101 Nights of Great Sex. There are 50 envelopes for his eyes only and 50 for her eyes only, and one for the very end. And you get together when you want to surprise your partner, when you want to add spice, when you want to add anticipation. You both get together and you flip through the book. And... Each envelope has a title, like one of my favorite this year. You ready? I hope I can say this. It's number eight, and it's called Bait. Sergeant Steve, can we
1: say that on the air? Not certain. Not certain. We better <laughs> okay, just beat, about, that part, uh, the, beat that part out. How about clickbait? <laughs> okay, clickbait. There you go.
5: You'll get the meaning, gents. Clickbait. It, it, it's clickbait. And okay. um, and honestly, uh, so you rip that sealed envelope out. She sees you rip out that sealed envelope. And there's something, General, there's something really magical about a man with the sealed envelope in his hand. Can you understand why that makes a woman, like, over-the-top hot? Yes, <laughs> like, because the man is wh- in control. Yes, yes, he's alpha. He's going to take the initiative. I mean, honestly, this book has sold millions of copies, and there's a very good reason for that. There's just something very, very hot about a man with a sealed envelope in his hand, and there's something very hot about a woman with a sealed envelope in her hand.
1: Well, women, no matter how strong they are, they like an alpha male that takes control And I don't mean by taking control that you're going to whip around your dame. That's not what I'm talking about. But they like a man that basically runs the show, takes control, little bad boy in him that does things that maybe she's not used to, not in a derogatory, not in a negative manner. But I think all women, as strong as they are, they want a stronger man because they like the fact that me, Tarzan, you, Jane. There's something very primal about it
5: that women like. You know, my favorite um, cornism is a man with a plan will always win a lady's hand.
1: A hand and is nice, but I think I'd, a, you've got another one that's better, a better cornism. No, 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 Laura. no,
5: yes. A man, and, well, he's got to have a plan, and and when he executes the plan... When a a woman's heart melts, her legs will follow.
1: When a woman's heart melts. Heart melts. Her Her legs legs will will follow. But her, her,
5: isn't it great? But her heart melts when she sees the plan. And the cool thing, uh, General, about the book is there are 50 plans. There are 50 sex dates in this book the man is going to plan. And there's no way a woman is not going to show up to see what the plan is. Would you agree? I mean, we have honey lingus, we have honey for the buck. Uh, As Johnny Carson would
1: say, remember the old great Karnak? Honey lingus. How many honeys can you get in your lingus? A great Carnac. I could just see Johnny Carson doing that. Honey, Lingus. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's hard to say, isn't it? Yes.
5: I mean, Honey Lingus. uh, She will definitely you rip that sealed envelope out, and you could execute that for Valentine's Day, and she will levitate off the bed. Um, We have number twenty-three. I don't know if you can say this. Bad to the boner. And by the way, last night I went. Bad to the boner, Sergeant. Bad to the boner.
3: I think you're good there. We're good there. Bad to the boner.
5: To the boner. And last night I went and saw uh, Bad Boys. And I have a question, um, General. Are all alpha males bad, bad, bad boys? Or how would you describe that? A little bit of bad boy?
1: There is a bit of bad boy. Women, here's what women want. Luscious Laura, and you know this is true. And ladies may not admit this, but it is true. They all say, oh, I just want a gentleman. They do want a gentleman. They want somebody that's worldly, that is polite, Takes charge, but they also want a little bit of bad boy. They want a bad boy in there. They like that little bit of naughtiness, just like men. Same thing. What's the old adage with women? A um, She's a, a lady in the uh, streets, but a uh, freak in the
5: sheets. <laughs> lady in the streets. Or whatever it is. Something a- like
1: that and a freak in the sheets. <laughs>
4: <Is> she, oh. <laughs>
1: Something along those lines. It's the same analogy, but it's true. Every yeah, woman and every man wants a woman that's a little bit of a naughty girl, a little bad girl, a little wildness. That's okay. I mean, nobody just wants a guy that. No woman wants a guy that says, "Hello, let me." You want a polite guy, but okay. Uh, let me just go ahead. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to give you a kiss on the cheek and. Uh, no, no, that's not what they just, want. They no, want they a guy that just pull, that's pull got, our hair
5: and and get us up against the wall. Right, but they. But it's got to be done.
1: Correctly. You can't just grab a woman's hair and say, Down winch. That's not how it works. (laughs) You gotta have the right moves, the right timing. It's gotta be you gotta make sure you have the chemistry too. But absolutely, when a woman feels like this guy is getting me moist, I am attracted to this guy, oh yeah. When a man takes control, the alpha's in charge, you better believe that drives them right over the top. And the problem is many men don't know how to do that. But the good news, gents alphas you've come to the right place we're going to guide you Laura Korn 101 nights of great sex 101 nights of great romance she is the sex coach to the stars not to the five-star because I already know all that stuff But when we continue, everything you need to know for a fantastic, smashing Valentine's Day.
0: Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com.
1: Nothing gets our special guest, Laurelicious Corn, author of 101 Nights of Great Sex, 101 Nights of Great Romance, hotter than hearing Johnny Mathis, as we introduce her once again. Laurelicious, Laurelicious. Are you controlling yourself after listening to Johnny and my voice at the same time? That's like a threesome right there.
5: Oh, I am. I'm having a fantasy.
1: As you should.
5: By the way, I have an interesting, interesting data. Yes. You ready? In, in a huge survey, it was just released a couple of weeks ago, 74% of men and women want a more adventurous sex life in 2020. That's what they want. And the reason why 101 Nights of Great Sex is such an amazing gift to give her or to give him, especially her, is because, first of all, men never buy these kind of books. They never buy books on relationships. So in itself, you are thinking outside the box. To get into her box. These are the kind of books women buy for their relationship. And if you beat her to the punch and you give her this gift, I mean she I mean it's a panty melter. She's just her panties are gonna melt. Because what you're really saying is, I wanna be a better lover. Let's have 101 nights of great sex. I desire you. Go to Amazon, read all the reviews. Most of them are for guys, for men. And they and they all say they all start off by saying something like, I've never bought a book on sex, but I've never seen my wife this happy. And four and a half
1: stars you've gotten on the ratings on Amazon, and it's interesting because here's one: the headline "Spice Up Your Life." This book has such great ideas on how to pleasure one another. Here's another: I love this one. Would recommend. There's somebody really going out, a guy really going out on the edge. Uh, Here's one. Uh, step out of your comfort zone, exclamation point. Here's another one. We enjoy it. I mean, there's a lot of great reviews on here. And I would say this, that you're right. When you, What was the statistic? 70% of couples?
5: 74% want- of men and women want a more adventurous sex life. And the thing is, how are you going to make that happen? I mean, just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to happen. They want it because we're so distracted. Action equals attraction. Distraction does not equal attraction right? It's action. You have to take action. And by the way, doing the same thing over and over and over again, there was a commercial uh, during the Super Bowl. Do you remember this commercial? I instantly thought of my book because it says, do you remember it's for the new NFL league? And it was no NFL, no endorphins, no NFL. Cause you know, it was the end of the season. It was Super right. Bowl, right? Well, right. What are we going to do? No NFL, no endorphins. Well, think about that as your sex life, too. Same old moves for a woman, no endorphins.
1: Well, and and I believe this because, let's face it, most couples probably are missionary. You know, like two minutes and you're done. But to me, there's more than that. You've got cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. You've got doggy. You've got pile driver. I mean, these are essential positions that every man, every couple should not only know, but they should use in the pursuit of an outstanding Sexual liaison, sex life. This is very and important the, because most and then, people and then you are have number four. Stale. What's number four? They're
5: sta- they, But yeah, and because we're distracted, we don't. We, people are not creative. It's they not don't just have that time. they're distracted.
1: You hit it right. They're not creative. They just. Use, not creative. Look, a lot of people are not in touch with their own sexuality. They do not get adventuresome. I mean, I cannot tell you the number of women friends of mine that have told me they were in marriages, they were in relationships. They said, "Oh my god, it's like." The sex was like, one told me, they said, the sex life, it was like, you know, being raped for like two minutes. It was just like boom, 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 and done. Like no pleasure on her part. Another one told me it was like the most unenjoyable, uncreative sex missionary. Again, two, three minutes, bing, bang, boom. Women want to be pleasured too. The more you pleasure a woman, the more they want to pleasure you as the man, as the alpha. Very important. But most people. I would say, I cannot tell you the number of women that tell me this. They're it's so stale. It's so boring. There's just no creativity. And you want to and, know
5: something? The, a lot of those women are waiting for the guys to be creative. Correct. No offense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend the guys right now because the men that I meet, they're like, they look at the book and they're like, wow, yeah, I could open up a sealed envelope and follow the directions with one page. They're not going to read a whole book, but they will read one seduction. I think most men want to make women happy. But, you know, you, we get stuck in they a They don't rut. know how. You don't, know, don't how.
1: know how. They don't know how. And Man, I'm going to this... give you, ad, I'm give you <clears throat> important advice right here. Here's another idea. doesn't cost you a bundle, but this is going to be great, and it's to your benefit. Go to Sephora. Go to any one of the makeup counters at any of the department stores. Book a reservation for your dame, your harem to get made up. The, oh, the, the, yes. the makeup, the whole shebang. And then, here's the other kicker. In that little fortune cookie box... You put in there saying, maybe that day, say, today at 4 o'clock, you have an appointment at Sephora to be made up. And here is a card, whatever, a $7,500 gift certificate to buy some makeup, to buy the eyeliner pens or the brushes or whatever. Who's going to be the beneficiary? You. She's going to feel like a million bucks. Maybe she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. Maybe she doesn't do herself up. But you basically give instructions and say, I want you to make her look like a Playboy Playmate and she's gonna come back and look so hot, and look so great, and feel great about herself, that she's gonna wanna look hot for you, get a hot, you know, put on a hot dress. She's gonna be roaring and ready to go. She's gonna look like a totally different person, and you, as soon as you see her, you're going to be like, show-wing, double-swing. Because many times, people get stale, they don't go out of their way. I see this all the time. You have to take the initiative as an alpha with women, and then, The other thing you need to do is go out, buy her, go to Victoria's Secret, get her a nice robe. Listen, you want to really get her hot and get yourself hot? Buy her some thigh-high, white or black boots. Believe me, guaranteed you will have the night that you will never forget. Women need to feel like they are sexy, they are trophies. Very, very important, and most
5: men do not know how to do that. That's great advice. You know, Love is the foundation of a of a of a relationship. But there's only one thing that creates passion. There's only one thing. I'm talking about long-term relationships. I'm not talking about, you know, dating. I'm talking about long-term relationships. What is that, Dave? General. <laughs> Dave? You have to you
1: have to keep things fresh.
5: Well, yeah, you it, have it, to have yeah. elements of surprise. Right, but but the, uh, it, and and this is scientific. This is not just you, well, know, you have to have this the attraction. If
1: there's no attraction there. Right. everything else chemistry goes by the wayside
5: and you got and guys you got to you know i mean you got to look good you got to taste good you got to smell good but for passion you need one thing and one thing only and that's novelty novelty trying new things how do you try new things well it's You get 101 Nights of Great Sex, and you rip out a sealed envelope, and you let her see you rip out a sealed envelope. Because the minute you rip out a sealed envelope, whether it's Honey Lingus, Bang for Her Buck, Make Her Tremble, uh, Bad to the Boner, Fifty Shades of Pleasure, Sex Spa, I could go on and on. And she sees that envelope in your hand. She is I'm telling you she's like a kid. She's feminine, she feels like a woman. You're going to seduce her and you're going to do you're going to seduce her with something original, something she's she would never see coming. That is what creates hotness. That's it. That's that's my spiel. That is Laura's spiel and you are sticking to it. <laughs> that but it's so true. And you know what when a man plans a date, makes all the arrangements, buys the sephora gift card by the way do you know what you said get her a, a, a sephora gift card for 7500 no i said 75 I like, or 100 oh i thought you said 75. no not
1: 7500
5: no 75 <laughs> so cool. or 100 bucks or whatever oh oh okay all oh, right no, well <laughs>
1: 7500 come on
5: I, I know i thought okay well anyway Yes, so keep those surprises coming. I and lo- you brought I up a good point about
1: they... men also. Very, very important. Men, you must smell good. The number of women that tell me, the uh, number one complaint about their men, they don't wear cologne. They want their men to smell great. They want their men to wear cologne. I cannot tell you the number of dames that are in the harem that say, I just want one of your shirts, General, because I love the smell of Bulgari, <laughs> or the Dunhill Fresh, or yes. the... the uh, uh, whatever I'm the Chanel, whatever I'm wearing at the time, because that reminds them of you. It's got that scent in there. They want that. Very important. The number of men that don't wear cologne it just is staggering. And I, I've been in airports where women have just started following me or running and saying, excuse me. I'm like, yes, saying, what are you wearing? What cologne? That smells absolutely great. And I tell them, I'm wearing Bulgari or whatever I'm wearing, and they'll write it down. How do you spell that? And I'll spell that for them like, oh, I wish my boyfriend or my husband w- would wear cologne. i got to buy it for him. That smells fantastic. I could smell you like 20 feet away, and you smelled fantastic. I've never had a woman come up to me saying, That cologne you're wearing smells terrible. It's horrible. It is just obnoxious. It is offensive. (laughs) Everywhere I go, I've had women—whether it's the bank, the post office—women are saying, "They're like, what are you wearing? That smells incredible. Mm -hmm. That smells delightful." And they all want to write it down. You know, when you look
5: good, when you look good and you smell good and you taste good, you're bringing your A game. No A game, no passion. When you think of Valentine's Day, you have to bring your A game. And part of that A-game is to go to Amazon. I mean, buy a copy of 101 Nights of Great Sex. Gift wrap it now. Get it now. Put it in your bedroom. Let the anticipation build. Don't tell her she can't open it until Valentine's Day night. That will be, that is a credit. Let the anticipation build. And if you don't buy my book, buy a gift. Gift wrap it now. Set it out somewhere so she can see it. And tease her with it. These are little creative things you can do that uh, will definitely guarantee a great night for Valentine's Day.
1: We are with noted author and sex coach to the stars, Laura Licious Corn. 101 Nights of Great Sex, 101 Nights of Great Romance, everything you need to know for the big day. The Super Bowl for Dames, Valentine's Day, our final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next the general is now on instagram
0: follow him for pictures of the latest cigars libations and what he's enjoying during the show (laughs) that could be interesting and we'll have to block out some faces go to instagram and search cigar Cigar Day. day this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth,
1: The Cigar Dave Officers Club has been en fuego, on fire, with marvelous selections. And we continue that trend for February. We feature a full-flavored selection of Crown Heads' unique, artisanal-quality cigars. First up, the Jericho Hill, dedicated to the man in black. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Jericho Hill. The first Nicaraguan cigar from Crown Heads. It's wrapped in a Mexican San Andrean Maduro wrapper. Rich, dark, delivers medium to full-flavored attitude. Then, we feature the La Imperiosa. Buckle up. It's a seriously full-flavored beauty. Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper ignites massive notes of pepper. And then we wrap it up with Juarez, inspired by Jericho Hill. But Juarez amps up the strength, delivering notes of spice and sweetness. Twenty-two ninety-five per month. You get three great cigars like the Crown Heads full-flavored sampler. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officer's Club, and join the Officer's Club today.
5: You're nobody till somebody loves you. You're nobody till somebody cares. You may be king, you may possess the world and its gold, but
0: gold won't bring you happiness when you're growing old. The world still is the same,
3: you never change it.
1: Ah, uh, the great smooth as Dean sure Martin, just slick, smooth, suave debonair. Perfect for our final segment with Laura Korn, author of 101 Nights of Great Sex, 101 Nights of Great Romance, as we talk Super Bowl for Dames, Valentine's Day, everything you need to know for the big day for dames. Laura, when you look at the number of people that will just go out and do the vanilla thing, they'll just go out to dinner and they'll get roses and the chocolates, it's boring. It's boring. And I say this. Mix it up, shake it up, change it up. Nothing is written that you have to do roses, that you have to do flowers. Do something different, even perfume. To me, if you give a woman a little bottle of perfume or a little, for what you would spend on dinner, think about it. Many times you go out to a nice dinner, you're talking a couple hundred dollars. Get a small bottle of perfume. Get her maybe a nice little gift for a massage or something. Put a nice little robe. Go to Victoria's Secret. Put a little basket together of little gifts to give your dame. You may never leave the house.
5: Yeah, yeah. And even if you're going to do roses, I mean, most guys are going to do roses. Do it this way. Don't get her 12 red roses. Get her 11 red roses and one white rose. And then on the card say, in every bunch, there's always one that is special. You're that one. Oh, I mean, it didn't Aww. take any, I mean, that, or don't walk through the door, knock on the door, ring the doorbell and give her the flowers, hide a few roses underneath the bed and the trunk of the car and just kind of surprise her. That's what women are looking for. When we look at the effort, we're, the gesture, we're looking at the effort behind the gesture. Was it creative? Was it rational? I mean, that's really, we want you to step out out of the box, to get into our box.
1: Now, I've got another suggestion.
5: Yes. Another suggestion.
1: Don't, yes. don't get a dozen roses. Get one white rose with a little card that says, one special rose for one special dame. That's, That's
5: it. good.
1: That's another good one, huh? And it's again, you didn't have to spend 80, 100 bucks for a dozen ah!
5: roses. You get one. Bingo. That's true. That's true. And, and guys, think of it. Think this way. Anytime you introduce a new item, a new position, uh, a new toy, a new book, you are increasing the spirit of adventure. And whenever you do that, it will make her feel more playful, more feminine, more excited.
1: And again, new position I would recommend: pile driver, reverse cowgirl, delightful. You can't go. Wait, wrong wait, with wait, any wait, wait! Nice.
5: No, 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 no. You know what? The one I would I recommend number four in 101 Nights: A Great Sex Massage Collage.
1: Now, men and women like to be massaged, but women like massaging their men, because I have found that most men, you know, you're you're. You worked hard, whatever, and a lot of women like that. That's like the little motherly thing where they like to gently caress their man. They like to massage their man. So men, what I say is let it go. Let them do it. And if you want, get them some Here's another thing. Get them some massage lotions. Get some little massage candles. Set the mood, you know, the spa music. But then you start with them. Give them a little massage for like five minutes. Then you roll over, and maybe you'll get one for about an hour. It's beautiful. You see what I did there? You started <laughs> off like you're pleasuring them, it's all about them, but then you reverse it and you end up getting the better, bigger deal, the better massage.
5: Uh, that's pretty good. Um, just don't do the same old moves, the same old positions, and the same old sex.
1: Well, here's another thing I, I just said about the candles. You've got to create the mood. Okay, Men are visual, but so are women. You've got to create the mood. So, what I say, get some candles, get some low lighting. Maybe put something, some Johnny Mathis, some of the love type songs, you know, very subtly. It doesn't have to be like you're in a disco. Very, very low. Create that mood. And then what you do is you give her a, let's say, listen, in preparation for pleasure maneuvers tonight, I have bought you some items. I've laid them on the bed for you. So go out if you want to get them something hot, something a little on the naughty side, a nice robe, some bang me pumps, whatever you want to get them. Some bling, lay that on the bed for them. Put it in. A I've bag. got a good
5: one. I've got a yes. good one. All right, the candle. There's only really one candle to get her for Valentine's Day. What's the? Any candle? guesses? It's called oh. Jimmy Jang, and Jimmy it is King. a hot wax massage candle.
1: Wait a minute. So the wax goes on the body and. Yes, but it's a massage nah, not my oil. Thing. No, no, oh, it's no, massage but it's, oil. Okay. it's
5: massage oil, and it's hot. And when you pour it on her, you massage it into her skin, and she will melt.
1: Now, that's good. But again, you've got to create the whole ambiance. You've got to have the, the whole mood going on, because once she walks into that bedroom and sees everything laid out and sees the candles and the music and the dim lights, she's going to start getting into the mood. And she's going to be saying, hmm, remember, you got her the nice Sephora, the the makeup done, she's going to want to show it all off. So if you get her something nice to show it off in, she's going to come in ready for pleasure maneuvers. So very, very important. All right, now, Laura, we've got about two minutes left. So let's pick out one of your tips, one of the assignments from 101 Nights of Great Sex. And let's share that. With our well, I just gave you one. I, no, give I, me another I, one.
5: I, I, oh, and, uh, I, you know. I, um, How about 69?
1: What's number 69? <laughs> Let's pick that number. just came to me randomly.
5: I know. You know what? You would think at 69 it would be. It's Actually, it's called Viva La Juicy, and it's actually Her Eyes Only. Um, so we're looking at. Do you think most men use sex toys? Because I do have a good uh, a good sexual technique. Do you women? think most men Yeah, I, I do you think, think most, most men don't, feel comfortable? But,
1: but I think that why not experiment. This is what okay. I say. If if you're are, we're talking that most men a lot of couples are stale, well, why don't you try it? So, go ahead.
5: There there is a way to extend a woman's orgasm with a sex toy. So, it's actually a seduction called popping her clutch, number 80.
1: Popping her clutch.
5: Popping her clutch. Mm-hmm. And You know, a lot of women masturbate with sex toys, right? And there (laughs) is—I hate to break it to you, Dave. Okay. (laughs) Yes, General. We do.
1: No, not too often. You didn't say women. You said men.
5: Oh, I said men. I'm sorry.
1: Women, yes, of course. They've got Bob, boyfriend on batteries.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that. That's awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, that's right. She's all right. So, um, here's what you do. Take her favorite toy. She's got one. You know where it is. She's, it's in her drawer. It's under the bed. It's somewhere. And um, when, you're at, when she's at the peak, at the very peak, she'll let you know when she's about to have an orgasm. Turn the toy off Ooh. for just a half a second. Then turn it back on. Wait two seconds. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Turn it back off. This technique can extend her orgasm up to 60 seconds. Okay, Laura, we got to leave it there.
1: Fantastic advice. As always, Laura, wonderful having you. We've got to do this more often. Great advice. 101 Nights of Great Sex. Amazon.com. Can't go wrong. Laura Licious, you're the best, baby.
5: Happy Valentine's Day.
1: Same to you. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Happy Valentine's Day show wings.